Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Livin' the Bream with host of Fox News at Night, Shannon Bream. All right, on this week's Live in the Bream, as we go into uh, a time of the summer, a lot of people feel is very patriotic. We are celebrating our country's independence. Um, We have all kinds of things going on where I see flags up all over the neighborhood uh, and all over the places people are celebrating this great country. And much of that involves celebrating people who have served in our military, who are serving now. And we have a veteran with us today. We've got Will Ostan. Some of our audience will know him. If not, we're going to give you a little refresher. Some of you will meet him for the first time, but he's a retired major. He is the founder and CEO of Arc of Justice. He has got an amazing story. He's also working on a book, which we can't wait to hear more about that. Um, Will, welcome, and thank you so much for your service to our country and all the work that you're doing now, which we're going to get into. Shannon, thanks so much for having me back on. And to start off with my sense of humor, because I'm a repeat on Living the Bream, am I allowed to be like a reservist on the, the Bream Dream Team? Do I qualify now coming off the bench? I'm going to call you into active duty Bream team. Forget this reservist yes. business. Um, we're going full steam ahead. Um, listen, I would be honored to ever be on a team with you. You are a warrior in so many different senses of the word. And just to recap for people who um, don't know your story, we met um, through a, a listen, I think it was a God connection, um, you know, a few years back. And you were still in the service at that time. You were an attorney too. So people know um, because this has to do with a lot with your legal rights, but you were caught in a situation where you're dealing with an illness, don't want to separate from the military. um, But because of some um, bureaucratic obstacles, you found yourself in this situation. Tell us a little bit about that and how you are now helping other people who are found in the same situation, wanting to continue serving our country, but in a lot of cases, just not even given the option. Yeah, thanks so much, Shannon. So I served for over 12 years on active duty. Uh, I was inspired to join because of Pat Tillman, the former NFL star who gave up a $3.6 million NFL contract to join the Army Rangers. When he was killed in action in 2004, I was at Pepperdine Law School, and I just knew I had to, I had to join. I'd done nothing to serve my country, enjoying the great life you know, in Malibu. And so I joined. You fast forward uh, to 2018. I had served with special operations units, uh, other elite level infantry units as their JAG attorney in combat operations. And I was exposed to what doctors call an environmental toxin on my deployment to Afghanistan with a special ops task force. And it didn't manifest itself fully um, until, unfortunately, about five or six years later when I got a diagnosis. And I broke out in terrible leprosores all over my body. I had brain fog, uh, weight gain, joint pain. And they ended up diagnosing me with something called Bichette's disease, which is not common in the West, but it's indigenous to people in the Middle East. And so that's really, and I'm, I'm fast forwarding through a lot of stuff <laughs> you here at the time. But I want to talk about, you know, the origin story for Ark of Justice. And so I was supposed to deploy again for the third time, but the Army sent me to Fort Belvoir Community Hospital to get treatment. 
And there was a new bureaucratic agency called Defense Health Agency that had just come online in the beginning of 2018. I was diagnosed on January 2nd of 2018. They came online in January 1st. So I was kind of like the tip of the spear for this like Mm -hmm. new bureaucracy. And so when I went in to get treatment, uh, they were supposed to you're supposed to get up to a year of treatment, uh, even, you know, under DHA's purview. And there was a simple math mistake with the bureaucrat. So she thought that I'd been diagnosed in 2016 because in my notes it had said I'd started to manifest, you know, some of those leprosore symptoms. And so when I went to her in her office and I said, hey, ma'am, you know, you made a mistake. I just got diagnosed a couple months ago. I'm a fighter. You know, let me see if I can get healthy enough to stand active duty. And she looked up her computer records and saw that I was indeed right. And so I was like, great, then I'm going to get my year. And she goes, I'm not going to disenroll you. And I said, well, why not, ma'am? And she said, because I say so, you're just a number to me. Mm. That's exactly what she said, Shannon. So that's insane. I mean, nobody, nobody should ever want to hear that, but certainly not somebody who is serving our country in uniform and is fighting an illness at the same time. I mean, your life is valuable. Your service is valuable. I mean, 12 years in um, and you had served uh, all of the world. And it was because of that, um, at least it sounds like um, that's the reason you ended up so ill. Um, And you then start fighting this bureaucratic mess um, that forces a lot of service members to leave um, when they don't need to or want to. That's exactly right. And so this is literally a new problem that came you know, up in 2018. So we're now you know, three to four years into it. And I'm not saying that every single active duty wounded warrior who goes through the separation process, I'm not saying that all of them are wronged. But if there is a harm done, like me, mine was a simple math problem. That was a major injustice. I fought for 20 months for myself. I went all the way up the Army chain of command, and I want to make plain that the Army tried to help me, and they're actually on my side. Actually, all the Mm -hmm. services are on my side, but they no longer have control over their active duty wounded warrior medical separation process because DHA controls it as of 2018. So I fought hard. I went all the way up to the Defense Health Agency, the top admiral up there, and I actually met with the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Health Affairs right underneath the Undersecretary of Defense. And both agencies pointed the finger of blame at each other Mm -hmm. and said, we're so sorry for what happened to you. It's wrong, but we can't do anything. And so I've said that this is a gap now that needs to be fixed. And so that led me to start Arc of Justice to advocate for those who can't fight for themselves. Because if this is happening to me as an attorney graduated from a tier one law school, I have you know background in special operations. I'm a JAG major. Well, what are they doing to the 19 year old private? Mm-hmm. Like he probably doesn't even know what's happening to him. Or what his options are or, exactly. or how to make his case. I mean, and like you said, you so, um, you know, adeptly were able to, um, you know, fight to see a higher up, try to get, I'm just imagining these really young uh, enlistees are just not going to know about what options they had. So you like the amazing person, and I can brag on you in so many ways. Um, You are an incredible person, but you fought so hard for yourself. Um, But now you've turned that around, uh, as you said, to fighting for other people, because you know, there are others who won't have the same educational background or resources or access or know what to do. Um, But basically this fight is about making people who want, making sure people who want to continue in service can do that and making sure that this bureaucracy, this mess that now exists, as you said, the services are supporting these men and women, um, but that somebody gets answers about what the chain of command is here, who is making the decisions and how to hold somebody accountable. 
That's exactly right. And so I'm doing this. I have a two-part approach to this. So I represent all clients pro bono. I've represented 47 clients since launching with you on Fox News at night on Veterans Day 2019. So there's 47 other stories that are similar Mm -hmm. to mine. That we know of, yeah. That we know of. That's right. There's more. Um, and I also am passing legislation because it's like the starfish theory, you know, each one of those 47, I fight hard for them. I zealously advocate for them, but you know, I'm throwing one starfish back into the ocean at a time. Mm -hmm. Well, if I can pass landmark legislation called the wounded warrior bill of rights that returns authority back to the military service from the civilian led bureaucracy, DHA, well, then we have a tidal wave of justice that comes and gets all the starfish back into the ocean. Back off the beach, back into the water. (laughs) Tell, Tell us about that process, because listen, we all know, and I cover this so much on the Hill, you are very experienced getting anything agreed to even in a draft, most basic form to get to a committee. That is a miracle in and of itself. So where are you in that process? Yeah, thanks for asking, Shannon. So literally, if I could explain to you how laws are made on the Hill, I mean, it would probably take an hour long living the brain. Right, exactly. um, but we we have really made a lot of progress. So last year we passed House Resolution 6466, which basically ordered the Secretary of Defense to report back to the House Armed Services Committee and the Senate Armed Services Committee on my allegations. I helped drafted the five interrogatories, bipartisan. We had Tulsi mm-hmm. Gabbard help us out. We had Brian Mass, you know, Democrat, Republican. Mm-hmm. Both ends. It was great. And, you know, but the thing is, it's what's called a reporting requirement. So huge win because we got legislation done in less than a year, but it doesn't actually fix the problem. So then we drafted something called the Wounded Warrior Bill of Rights. It's it's five pages of legislation. Currently, you know, obviously Tulsi retired after she ran for president. Um, So we're seeking other Democratic support in the House, but it's down to two or three people. We still have Brian Mass, Republican side. And on the Senate side, we Rick Scott has been a huge, huge champion for us. I cannot speak highly enough of him. So we actually have the five pages ready to go in the House and in the Senate. Now, what we're waiting on is Senate Democratic support. But I have I have some great news about that. And I know and I know that, you know, this story because, you know, we're friends now. And so you're following this mm-hmm. stuff. So I have to make it short. But uh, I was asked to run for Congress uh, several months ago. I'm actually not going to do it. Uh, but they asked me to run. with Maybe the one day. Of, what's that? I said maybe one day. Maybe one day. You never if, know. If I can continue to serve my country, absolutely. Um, but the, the idea was run for Congress. And then basically you can shout it from the rooftops, even if you don't win, you know, for the next year. And I thought that that was great until I talked to a buddy of mine who worked in the White House. And uh, he was like, listen, man, right now you are the president and CEO of a bipartisan nonprofit organization. Do not make this a partisan issue. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? You're brilliant. So I stepped so away. But at that meeting, so I did an exploratory meeting with 35 leaders in the district I was going to run in. And at that meeting, and she gave me permission to use her name, was a lady named Rima DuPont. And she is the president of the United Nations Women's for Peace. She is an international leader. Um, so she has become a mentor and friend of mine. And then she connected me with someone who's friends with retired Democratic Senator Max Cleland from Georgia. Mm-hmm. So one thing led to another. I end up in Max Cleland's home, briefed him for 45 minutes on the Wounded Warrior Bill of Rights. He asked me some great questions. And this guy, for those of you who don't know, so he's a triple amputee, Vietnam War veteran, Silver Star winner, absolutely unbelievable leader, speaker, 
very inspiring story, totally resilient. And so he now is contacting his Democratic friends and colleagues in the Senate because he's still well known. And so I actually think he's going to be a game changer for us. Shane. He could be. I mean, he and he is somebody who can appreciate all facets of what you're trying to do. The military angle, the, the Capitol Hill angle, the legislation and knowing how tricky this is. And I do think that's great advice that you keep this a nonpartisan issue because you've had great defenders on both sides of the aisle who get it and who want to help. And one of the things that we see consistently pull well among Americans, they love to see something bipartisan if they think it's going to be- benefit people and get something done. But they love our veterans and they are right. behind you and they want to make sure that you're getting treated properly and people who maybe aren't ready to be veterans, they want to continue serving, but our men and women in uniform consistently, the American people want to help you. And this is one of those, you know, loophole um, kind of nightmare problems for the small group of people who find themselves in these circumstances. Um, but a beautiful thing that you have kind of made it your life's work and your mission now uh, to say, I can stand up because of my own, um, you know, great distress and frustration going through this to make sure that's not wasted, to make sure that I can help other people. Um, so now we will wait to see if that, um, I'm going to just manifest for you. We're going to say, we're going to see this, not, you know, bipartisan, this is not a partisan issue, but a bipartisan uh, grouping come together so that you can um, make progress on this. What you've already done in such a short time is amazing to me, but people who know you or start to follow you, uh, they will see that you are not easily <laughs> discouraged. You are a man of faith um, and you're a man of principle. And so you keep at this fight. Um, if people want to learn more about Arc of Justice, um, if they're interested, if they want to get involved or just find out what it is, um, what's the best way for them to do that? Sure. So they can go to the website, which is arcofjusticeusa.org, A-R-C-O-F justice.org, or, and that's all our, our handle too. So um, on social media, I, I mainly, it's just me, myself and I, you know, mm-hmm. an arc of justice, my wife's helping me out. I used to try and do psychological operations saying, oh, we're this huge nonprofit organization. <laughs> nope. It's nope. It's just, it's just us. So I, I do, um, you know, social media feeds for ourselves on Instagram mainly. So just arc of justice USA. I'm also Shannon starting a podcast uh, called oh. fight in the shade. Okay. Um, and so that is off of our nomenclature because part of our inspiration was the Spartan 300 and mm-hmm. Deanna Keys, who Herodotus says was the bravest of the 300 against the Persian totalitarian army. When some of the scouts said there's 2 million man Persian army, their arrows are going to block out the sun. Well, Deanna Keys said, good, then we'll fight in the shade. <laughs> <laughs> and they, that- you know what? That is your constitution. That's kind of where you come from in this. <laughs> You're not backing down. We'll have more Live in the Bream in a moment. Fox News Radio On Demand on the Fox News app. Download the app and just click listen. When you swipe left, you can listen to your favorite Fox News talk shows live. Swipe right for the latest Fox News Radio newscasts on demand. Fox News Radio on the Fox News app. Download it today. Um, You mentioned all of the the dozens of cases that you've been handling pro bono. How do you do that? Is there a fundraising component to Arc of Justice? How are you able to do that? Yeah, thanks for asking. So, um, like I said, I represent all clients for free, all all pro bono, because I'm never going to charge one of these clients a single dime when I know what they've been through. And it Mm -hmm. just gives me a lot of satisfaction to do that. So we are an official now 501c3 IRS endorsed. I got my letter of certification from them recently. So people can go on to arcofjusticeusa.org and donate. And that that is definitely needed. Um, And so all those donations become a tax deductible right off at the end of the year. And you're literally, and here's the thing, Shannon, 
So I'm doing this as a campaign plan. I've been told that there's over 55,000 veteran service organization nonprofits in America. That's wonderful. But in two, one to two years, I want to put myself out of business. And so mm-hmm. we are literally trying to pass the Wounded Warrior Bill of Rights. And then I'm going to either repurpose Arc of Justice for something else or shut it down completely and start like a leadership consulting firm, something like that. Mm-hmm. So if people are giving to us, they're giving to a mission. And they're giving to that mission to help me complete the mission. And it's not to some bloated salary or, you know, for, for me to you know be around for five more years. I love that. I mean, the goal is to solve the problem, to wipe it out so that there don't need to be any more cases, no more pro bono, no more donations, because you've closed this loophole, closed the confusion uh, about this bureaucracy and move forward. All right. I quickly want to ask you uh, about your book. Well, thank you. So I'm writing a mini memoir uh, slash call to action. And I was going to title it Arc of Justice, but then I just met met with these great, brilliant friends of ours that we we actually know together. I didn't ask. Yeah, we have friends in common. I know. I I didn't ask their permission to use their name, so I won't. But they are amazing, and uh, she actually is very well connected into the publishing world. And so she told me instead of Arc of Justice, you need to retitle it Resilient Leadership um, Mm -hmm. because that's that's your life and that's what Mm -hmm. your story is. So uh, it's going to go, it's going back to like my childhood. You know, I have amazing parents. My dad taught me to be a man of integrity. My mom taught me to be a man of prayer and how to forgive my enemies. Cause let me tell you, Shannon, I've had to really, really (laughs) exercise that. (laughs) You have. I mean, you've been knocked down and you've been insulted along the way. And I've seen some of the email traffic of what you've been through, where people are just blowing you off, brushing you from one person to another or telling you you have no case, you have no argument. And because they technically have this bureaucratic power to just shut you down or not take the next step, you're at their mercy. So I'm sure you've had to do a lot of forgiving along the way. I, I have. And, you know, actually your, your friend, Lisa Turkhurst, I don't know if I'm saying her name mm-hmm, right, but, mm-hmm, um, but her book has really, yeah. really helped me forgiving what you can't forget. And I'm going to totally be made fun of for my military buddies for this, but I almost literally bought the mug that says you beautiful you. Cause that's how she writes to us <laughs> in the book, but that's yeah. right. <laughs> I'll buy you the mug. I'm sending you the mug. <laughs> But listen, I mean, (laughs) she spent over a thousand hours studying scripture on forgiveness. And Mm -hmm. um, I actually recently read another book called Things Worth Dying For, Thoughts on a Life Worth Living by Archbishop Charles Chaput. And he said, forgiveness breaks up and washes away the toxic ice of resentment that caress that cakes the heart. And I just really think that forgiveness is so important for us. And I don't know how much we're going to talk about America or how much time we have left, but you know, if there's something that I want arc of justice to be known for, and if there's something that I want my fellow citizens to remember on this 4th of July weekend, it's let's come together, love our enemies and forgive one another, even though, you know, black and white, left and right. There are so many things, you know, that we are in arguments over ideologies. We feel passionately about things. But what we really need to forgive one another and learn how to love our enemies Mm -hmm. or we're going to destroy this great country of ours. Yeah. And I think you and I very much come from the same place in that um, we reflect on our own wrongs where we've contributed to things um, where we could have done a better job, where we need to apologize or ask for forgiveness, but also looking at the person across the table from you as created in the image of God. They, every right. life is precious to him, deserves respect. We can disagree on things. There's no one person on this planet that you agree with about everything. And you can have big heated disagreements, but you can do so with respect and with love and dignity. And as you said, integrity, 
And I think um, people are almost afraid to even have the difficult conversations because we are so worried about um, offending or being accused of being offensive. And um, I think you're right. If we can humble ourselves and reach out to each other, we can divide uh, or we can bridge those divides because I think um, the enemies of this country and of um, peace want that. They want that division. And when we start to look at each other um, with compassion and respect, um, we take that away from the enemy. And so I hope we can do more of that. Um, any fun plans for you, 4th of July? Do you have any traditions or anything else that you you like to do on this special holiday where we celebrate our independence? Well, we, of course, love to go see fireworks and we love mm-hmm. to get together with our friends and, and cook out. Um, so I'm, I'm a huge fan and I do this several times a year with my, so I have young daughters, Abigail and Kate, they're going into sixth grade, they're 11 years old. And, and I like to read to them, uh, the Gettysburg address on, mm-hmm. on major holidays, because, you know, to me, uh, you know, a lot of scholars say that the Gettysburg address, you know, was, was just short, uh, succinct, powerful speech that kind of, you know, got us that kept our country together. You know, mm-hmm. it kind of got us from the Declaration of Independence and those high ideals. And then we fought a civil war of the original sin of slavery and really everything that our country is about is actually, you know, in those words. And, you know, he said, Lincoln says, you know, let's pray that we have a new birth of freedom under mm-hmm. God. And so I, it's short, you know, I mean, they're 11, but they're also brilliant. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, maybe, of I should they are. maybe I should move on to a longer speech now, but um, we, we like to do that. And um, I also like to just, you know, remember the fallen, mm-hmm. um, you know, on this weekend, cause there's a high, high cost for, for Liberty. And so uh, I think about, you know, men like Pat Tillman, um, I think about, you know, some other men, you know, in my units in Iraq and Afghanistan. And, you know, we just we we do a small moment of of silence for them as well. Mm-hmm. But we owe them a debt of gratitude here at America and around the world where they have fought for freedom, um, God given and believing that every planet, everybody on this planet is deserving of that. There's only so much we can do. Uh, but but many, many lives have been sacrificed in that great cause. Uh, we've been talking again with Williston. Um, Arc of Justice is the group. If you want to know more about it, if you think you're you know somebody that you know or love or you yourself. Uh, is having this trouble with um, going through the medical process within the service, wanting to stay in service and feeling like you're being um, pushed out the door before you are ready or legally supposed to go. Arc of Justice. uh, And again, I love that the mission is to get this thing done within a year or two so that there's no more Arc of Justice, or at least it turns to a different mission. (laughs) Will, thank you so much. Happy Independence Day to you and your family. Thank you again for your service to the country and how you are serving others. Thank you, Shannon. You've been a great friend to our cause. I can't thank you enough from the bottom of my heart. God bless you. God bless you too. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts.